जय राधा माधव जय कुंज बिहारी माधव जय 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 गोपी जन वल्लभ जय गिरिवर धारी जय गिरिवर यशोदानंदन व्रज जन रंजन यशोदानंदन व्रज जन रंजन यशोदानंदन व्रज जन रंजन यमुना तीर वन चारी जय राधा माधव जय कुंज बिहारी जन वल्लभ जय गिरिवर धारी जय गिरिवर धारी
text number 23 and 24. This is the same verse that we were doing yesterday. But since it has a long purport, we'll continue to do. Thank you, Prabhuji. So we'll continue from here. Shri Prahlad Uvacha Shravanam Kirtanam Vishnu Smaranam Padasevanam Shravanam Kirtanam Vishnu Smaranam Padasevanam Archanam Vandanam Dasyam Sakyam Atmanivedanam Archanam Vandanam Dasyam Sakyam Atmanivedanam Itipum Sarpita Vishnu Bhaktischa Navalakshana Itipum Sarpita Vishnu Bhaktischa Navalakshana Create Bhakvati Yada Tanmane Dita Muttamam Create Bhagvati Yada Tanmane Dita Muttamam Smaranam Padasevanam Archanam Vandanam Dasyam Shakyam Atmani Vedanam Deepum Sarpita Vishnu Bhaktis Chainavalakshanam Kriyeta Bhagavati Adda Tanmani Dita Muttamam Shripaladvacha Smaranam Padasevanam Archanam Bandanam Dasyam Sakyam Atmani Vedanam Itipum Sarpita Vishnu Bhakti Shainavalakshana Create Bhagavati Yadda Tanmani Dita Muttamam Shri Pahaladu Vacha Travunam Kirtanam Vishnu Smaranam Padasevanam Archanam Vandanam Dasyam Sakyam Atmani Medanam Itipum Sarpita Vishnu Pakshishenavalakshana Create Bhagavati Yada Tanmani Dita Muttamam Matajis Shri Prahladu Vacha Namkirpatna Vishnu Smaranam Padasevanam Archanam Vandanam Dasyam Sakyam Atmani Medanam Itipum Sarpita Vishnu Bhaktis Chayanavalakshana Nita Bhagavati Yada Tanmani Dita Muttamam 
श्री प्रहलाद वाचा श्रवणम कीर्तनम विष्णु स्मरणम पाद सेवनम अर्चनम वंदनम दास्यम साख्यम आत्मनिवेदनम इति पुंसार्पिता विष्णु भक्तिश्चयनवलक्षण क्रिएत भगवती अद्दा तन्माने धीतमुत्तमम वर्ड फॉर वर्ड श्री प्रहलाद उवाचा प्रहलाद महाराज सेड श्रवणम हियरिंग कीर्तनम चैंटिंग विष्णु ऑफ लॉर्ड विष्णु नॉट एनीवन एल्स स्मरणम remembering padasevanam serving the feet archanam offering worship with with soda so pachara the 16 kinds of paraphernalia vandanam offering prayers dasyam becoming the servant sakhyam becoming the best friend atmanivedanam surrendering everything whatever one has iti das pumsar pita offered by the devotee vishnu unto lord vishnu not to anyone else bhaktihi devotional service chet if navalakshana possessing nine different processes kriyata one should perform bhagwati unto the supreme personality of godhead adha directly or completely tat that manye i consider aditam learning uttamam topmost translation and purport by his divine grace shila prabhupad ki jay prahlad maharaj said hearing and chanting about the transcendental holy name form qualities paraphernalia and pastimes of lord vishnu remembering them serving the lotus feet of the lord offering the lord respectful worship with 16 types of paraphernalia offering prayers to the lord becoming his servant considering the lord one's best friend and surrendering everything unto him in other words serving him with the body mind and words these nine processes are accepted as pure devotional service one who has dedicated his life to the service of krishna krishna through these nine methods should be understood to be the most learned person for he has acquired complete knowledge purport so i'll continue from where um yesterday jagannath ram prabhu finished off anya bilashita shunyam gyan karma dena vritam anukulena krishna anushindalam bhaktir uttama one should render transcendental loving service to the supreme lord krishna favorably and without desire for material profit or gain through fruitive activities or philosophical speculation that is called pure devotional service one should simply satisfy krishna without being influenced by fruitive 
knowledge or fruitive activity the gopal tapni upanishad says that the word bhakti means engagement in the devotional service of the supreme personality of godhead not of anyone else this upanishad describes that bhakti is the offering of devotional service unto the supreme personality of godhead to perform devotional service one should be relieved of the bodily conception of life and aspirations to be happy through elevation to the higher planetary systems in other words work performed simply for the satisfaction of the supreme lord without any desire for material benefits is called bhakti bhakti is also called nishkarma or freedom from the results of fruitive activity bhakti and nishkarma are on the same platform although devotional service and fruitive activity appear almost the same the nine different processes enunciated by prahlad maharaj who learned them from narad muni may not all be required for the execution of devotional service if a devotee performs only one of the uh, one of these nine without deviation he can attain the mercy of the supreme personality of godhead sometimes it is found that when one per performs one of the processes other processes are mixed with it that is not improper for a devotee when a devotee executes any of the nine processes navalakshana this is sufficient the other eight processes are included now let us discuss these nine process nine different processes shravanam hearing the holy names of the lord shravanam is the beginning of the devotional service although any one of the nine processes is sufficient in the chronological order the hearing of the holy name of the lord is the beginning indeed it is essential as enunciated by the lord by lord shri chaitanya mahaprabhu cheto darpanam marjanam by chanting the holy name of the lord one is cleansed of the material conception of life which is due to the dirty modes of material nature when the dirt is cleansed from the core of one's heart one can realize the form of the supreme personality of godhead ishvara parma krishna sachidananda vigraha thus by hearing the holy name of the lord one comes to the platform of understanding the personal form of the lord after realizing the lord's form one can realize the transcendental qualities of the lord and one when one can understand his transcendental qualities one can understand the lord's associates in this way a devotee advances further and further towards complete understanding of the lord as he awakens in realization of the lord's holy name transcendental form and qualities his paraphernalia and everything pertaining to him therefore the chronological process is shravanam kirtanam vishnuho this same process of chronological understanding holds true in chanting and remembering when the chanting of the holy name form qualities and paraphernalia is heard from the mouth of a pure devotee his hearing and chanting are very pleasing shila sanatan goswami has forbidden us to hear the chanting of an artificial devotee or non devotee hearing from the text of shrimad bhagavatam is considered the most important process of hearing shrimad bhagavatam is full of transcendental chanting of the holy name and therefore the chanting and hearing of shrimad bhagavatam are transcendentally full of mellows the transcendental holy name of the lord may be heard and chanted according to the attraction of the devotee one may chant the holy names of lord krishna or one may chant the holy names of lord ram or narsingh madev rama di murti shukala niyamena tishtam the lord has innumerable forms and names and devotees may meditate upon a particular form and chant the holy name according to his attraction this best course is to 
The best course is to hear of the holy name, form and so on from a pure devotee of the same standard as oneself. In other words, one who is attached to Krishna should chant and hear from other pure devotees who are also attached to Lord Krishna. The same principle applies for devotees attracted attracted by Lord Ram, Lord Narasimha Dev and other forms of the Lord. Because Krishna is the ultimate form of the Lord, Krishna Stu Bhagavan Swayam. It is best to hear about Lord Krishna's name, form and pastimes from a realized devotee who is particularly attracted by the form of Lord Krishna. In Srimad Bhagavatam, great devotees like Shukadev Goswami have specifically described Lord Krishna's holy name, form, qualities. Unless one hears about the holy name, form and qualities of the Lord, one cannot clearly understand the other processes of devotional service. Therefore, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu recommends that one chant the holy name of Krishna, Param Vijayate Shri Krishna Sankirtanam. If one is fortunate enough to hear from the mouth of realized devotees, he is very easily successful on the path of devotional service. Therefore, hearing of the holy name, form and qualities of the Lord is essential. In Srimad Bhagavatam 1.5.11, there is a verse, Tadvagvisargo janataga viplavo yasmin pratishlokam abhadvati yapi namani yatu ankitani cha yat shravanti gayanti grihananti sadhava. Verses describing the name, form and qualities of Anantadev, the unlimited Supreme Lord, are able to vanquish all the sinful reactions of the, of the entire world. Therefore, even if such verses are improperly composed, devotees hear them, describe them and accept them as the bona fide and authorized. In this connection, Sridhar Swami has remarked that a pure devotee takes advantage of another pure devotee by trying to hear from him about the holy name, form and qualities of the Lord. If there is, such, if there is no such opportunity, he alone chants and hears the Lord's holy name. Om Ajnana Timirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurve Namha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahyam Tadati Swapadantikam Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna So Hiranyakashipu is once again questioning his son Prahlad Maharaj. When he questioned his son the first time and he heard him singing the glories of Lord Vishnu and he was talking about the spiritual um, reality and not being on the bodily concept of life, then since being the father and being very fond of his son, he dismissed that matter saying that, oh, this boy, my little boy has become influenced by um, the devotees. They have secretly brainwashed him and that's why he's talking like this. But uh, now this, and then he sends um, him away with Shandana Marka and instructing them to protect him from the influence of the Vaishnavas. So he doesn't learn um, devotion to Supreme Lord. And then again, now he's, he's being brought back and his father is again asking him this question. So in text 22, Hiranyakashipu says, My dear Prahlad, my dear son, O long-lived one, for so much time you have learned many things from your teachers. Now please repeat to me whatever you think is the best of that knowledge. So this pure devotee Prahlad Maharaj, then he speaks about these nine processes of devotional service. 
So this is the best knowledge according to him. So Srila Prabhupada in his purport, before he goes in detail about these qualities, he mentions a few other things that he says are important. So he says, he mentions the verse Anyabhilashita Shunyam, right? Anyabhilashita means any other desires must be zero or shunya, right? So we have to come to a stage where these desires have to be minimized, right? Jnana karma anavritam. So we are done with jnana, we are done with karma, right? And then anukulena krishna anushilam. Whatever is favorable for a devotional service, Krishna bhakti, we take that and whatever is not favorable, we, we give that up. So in this way, Prabhupada has mentioned that it is important while um, going into the nine processes of devotional service. In addition to that, he says these things are also important to remember that we need to minimize the interactions with the material energy. So Srila Prabhupada here in the purport also talks about fruitive knowledge or fruitive activity. So we know that the Vedas are full of karma kanda. There is a jnana kanda section in the Vedas and there is a karma kanda section in the Vedas, right? So what are they dealing with? They're dealing with the uh, different aspects, but they are keeping us in this material world. So the Vedas teach us how to live uh, properly following the Vedic injunctions within this material world. So there are four goals of human form of life, right? We know the dharma, artha, kama and moksha. So Vedas talk about these. When um, um, in, in the good old days, we, we, we would always, always see that dharma means following the religious principles, living life according to the scriptural injunctions. Um, even if you wanted some opulence or some, something material in life, still people would follow sacrifices, they would do sacrifices, they would give in charity, they would perform austerity like fasting, or they would go to a holy place, perform austerities there. And in this way, they were following the scriptural injunctions to get um, artha, material opulence. So dharma would lead to artha, and then what do you do when you have opulence? You engage in sense gratification. But eventually in the end, people would then renounce all this and start to work towards moksha, how to get out right? Liberation. So dharma, artha, kama and moksha. These were the four goals of life. But in general, if you see these days with most of the populations becoming atheistic, nobody cares about moksha, right? You see very few people who have lived a materialistic life and suddenly at the end of the life, they do not turn to moksha. Why? Because throughout the life they have not um, followed the scriptural injunctions because if they had they would understand that eventually they should work towards getting out of this material world and uh, not just that if you see most people these days also are not following dharma to get artha they're not following the scriptural injunctions to get material needs or to fulfill their material desires if they have any so Dharma is also gone, which means they're not following scriptural injunctions. And how then what is left is artha and kama, which means um, material positions, material opulence, and then sense gratification. So instead of following dharma, then what are they doing? They're following a dharma, means just follow anything, whatever can make you um, happy with whatever you want to desire, whatever desires you have in life, fulfill them by any means. 
by hook or crook you get what you want so that you can have sense gratification so they are doing adharma to get artha and then of course they are engaging in sense gratification right a lot of people since they believe that this is the only life they have and death means end of life right it brings an end to all enjoyment so they try to enjoy their life to the maximum capacity stretch themselves to the maximum and then enjoy life so what we see in the present day world is um just artha which is obtained by illegal means inappropriate means not con confining uh, confiding with the in the scriptures and then using sense gratification in used in sense gratification so shila prabhupad mentions that this is not uh this is not appropriate why because in in the bhagavad gita we see that lord krishna has dedicated one entire chapter to this right because arjuna asks about um different faiths then lord krishna tells him about the divine and the demoniac he says those who have faith in scriptures they are divine and those who do not have faith in scriptures they will attain demoniac mentalities right so when you get so when he is talking about the divine and the demoniac then what does he say faith in scriptures why do we have faith now we know that vedic injunctions deal with these four goals of life but at the same time lord krishna clearly says in bhagavad gita that if you follow vedic injunctions you should know that i am the essence of the vedas vedesh sarve aham eva vedyo he says i am the essence to know me is to know the vedas properly to understand the essence of the scriptures is to understand that krishna is the supreme personality of godhead which means that if the vedic injunctions are followed properly if the vedic scriptures are understood properly then we will still come to the conclusion that lord krishna is the supreme personality of godhead and that we should engage in devotional service to him right shila propad also mentions another important point here and he also in the you know in the word for word he says unto lord vishnu not to anyone else here again in the purport he says that bhakti can only be done to lord vishnu or krishna it cannot be done to anybody else to any other devatas you cannot do bhakti you see because bhakti means we engage in some rasa with the lord we see the lord as our son we see the lord as our father or we see the lord as our friend sakhya bhav dasya bhav vatsalya bhav in different modes but you can't have this rasa with other devatas like for example you can't say lord shiva lord shiva let's go have a let's play ball games right <laughs> you can't say okay let's go let's show me around kailash parvat let's go walk around there right we we don't read about that in anywhere right we cannot say to lord ganesha okay let's go have a walk let's play some games because we don't read about those in the scriptures mostly the mood with the devatas is that of uh, the mood of awe and reverence we pray to them we worship them according to the scriptural injunctions and then you get whatever you want from them you the desire you place in front of them and then they fulfill your desires but the rasa that you can have the with krishna like he was with his gopa the gopa boys would go with him the cowherd boys he would go in the fields he was they were in the friendly mood they would treat him as a friend they were not in awe and reverence in fact in many places in when in the you know lord krishna kills the demons even if a slight thought comes in their minds that the, he is supreme or he is absolute then quickly they would want to not think like that even mother yashoda doesn't want to think 
that his son is a supreme lord she just wants to think that his son is a very vulnerable innocent little boy just like any other child and she wants to love him in that mood so this this is what um, shila propat mentions here that bhakti cannot be done to any other demigod any other devatas it can only be done to the supreme lord with the other de uh, demigods we can have a relationship of um uh, some ritualistic activities that we perform to get them um to get whatever we want but as shila propat says that we must respect all the devatas because they are all at elevated positions which is given to them by lord krishna because they are performing they're helping the lord in administrating the affairs of this material world and then shila prabhupad also says nishkam karma yoga so he says devotees may be seen doing activities and to um a, an individual to any person it might seem that we are doing the same things that anybody else is doing same routine and same activities however he says that the bhakti is similar as nishkarma means nishkam karma yoga so whatever you do you offer your activities to the supreme lord we do it for the pleasure of the supreme lord that is the difference between mundane activities with the consciousness of of focus on the self and krishna conscious activities where the focus is lord krishna so those activities are krishna centered whereas for a non devotee all the activities are self centered their focus on the self and the extension of the self which is the family and rest of the paraphernalia that an individual has so and before describing the processes shila prabhupad mentions another interesting point he says that only one of the devotional processes is enough for us to become perfect and to attain the mercy of krishna we don't need to follow all the nine processes we can just follow one process and if we perfect that process then that's enough like for example here this is the past time of prahlad maharaj and prahlad maharaj was he was expert in smaranam he was always remembering the lord so he could reach that state and that one was enough to get him to krishna to attain the mercy of the lord and shukadev goswami he perfected his life by kirtanam he spoke about he spoke the entire shrimad bhagavatam and and um, parikshit maharaj what did he do he was hearing shravanam so just one is enough for them and and ambarish maharaj he engaged in all nine processes of devotional service and he too attain perfection so we see that whether you choose one or whether you can take all up and perform those you still attain perfection however shila propa then when he goes on to describe shravanam he says this is one of the most important qualities and he says it is the beginning of bhakti indeed it is essential right so although he is saying that you can choose any one and yet he is saying you know it is hearing is essential that means we only do hearing then but what he is then trying to say here is that hearing will help you improve the quality of all the others you see how he goes on um, in the purport to explain how hearing is important because he says when in general when we meet someone the first thing we want to know is their name right because if if we were to describe that person to another third person or to your family to your parents who would you say you first tell them the name this is the name name of this person so for example a totally new person comes to the temple and he looks at the deity of radha vallabha they say who are they 
So the first thing we'll tell them is that they, this is Lord Krishna. You know, we tell them their name. So, the, so that's what Prabhupada says. The first thing that we should try to understand is the name of the Lord. And then he says, we should try to understand. After you understand the name, then what are we doing? We're looking at the form of the Lord. Right? What does he do? He wears a yellow, yellow dhoti and he holds a flute. Right? His face is like a, a, a lotus face and beautiful smile. And then he's uh, wearing ankle bells. He's got a peacock feather. So this way, we, then we start becoming familiar with the form. So name, form, and then we try to understand the qualities. What qualities does he have? What does he do? Right? What does he do? He's an expert flute player. Right? What does he do? He lives in the spiritual world and he's um, enjoying inter eternal pastimes with his cowherd friends and with, his, uh, with the gopis. So in this way, there are different qualities and pastimes that will eventually come to light. So this is what Srila Prabhupada is trying to say that hearing is the most important. Unless and until you don't hear about someone, you can't become familiar with that person and then what to talk of becoming attracted toward, towards that person. So that's why hearing is of prime most important. And, you know, Parikshit Maharaj, we know that he got cursed by that Shringi boy because he put a dead snake around his father's neck. And um, Shamika Rishi was in deep meditation. It's not that he was trying to ignore Parikshit Maharaj. But he was in deep meditation. He didn't notice that Parikshit Maharaj was in his um, ashram and he needed some water. So, um, Without thinking, Parikshit Maharaj um, did that. And then in the 10th canto, text 13, Parikshit Maharaj himself admits, he says that when he was um, at that time in a situation, he was fatigued, thirst and hunger were um, bewildering his mind. And he was um, upset. He was a little in anxiety. It was, he, was a bewildered, he was in a bewildered state. But he says that now, coming up to the 10th canto, he tells Shukdev Goswami that you have narrated to me about all the exalted um, kings of the Moon dynasty and you have narrated to me all the pastimes of the Sun dynasty. So now you please tell me about Lord Krishna. And that's when he makes this observation that now that you are narrating to me all these pastimes and I'm sitting here and listening and I haven't had any food and water and that I am not feeling any fatigue at all. He himself admits it and then Srila Prabhupada says in the purport that there is fatigue at a material plane but at the spiritual plane there is no such thing as fatigue or getting tired. So in this way Parikshit Maharaj when he engages in the, pro in the process of Shravanam but what Shravanam should it be? It should be complete absorption. Right? It is non-stop. Like he was able to sit there for seven days continuously hearing the pastimes of the Lord and his devotees and that level of absorption so when you perform that level of absorption then Shukadev Maharaj you would notice he didn't tell okay Maharaj Parikshit now you should chant your rounds and then we'll continue no he didn't say that right and we don't see that um, um, Prahlad Maharaj was chanting because they had already gone above they were uh, they were they are advanced devotees who have already reached that stage where they can actually engage in one process so thoroughly, so completely, with such deep absorption that these initial stages are, they have gone beyond the initial stages. So by just following one process, they are able to attain the Supreme Lord. And also, 
you know the eagerness to hear how should be what should be the eagerness to hear now you see the sages of namisharanya they are requesting suta goswami they are very eager to hear from suta goswami the past times they are because they know that suta goswami was present in that assembly where shukdev goswami had spoken shrimad bhagavatam to parikshit maharaj so suta goswami had heard it first hand so they were very eager to hear it from them so they request him they say please you narrate that to us and in a verse in um, shrimad bhagavatam canto 2 chapter 3 text 20 they say that one who has not listened to the messages about the prowess and marvelous acts of the supreme personality of godhead and has not sung or chanted loudly the worthy songs about the lord is considered to possess ear holes like that of snake and tongue like that of a frog so you see how they are criticizing those who have not utilized their ears to hear the glories of the supreme lord right and they are criticizing those who do not use their tongue to then speak about the glories of the supreme lord so in this way they they were saying that that is the whole purpose of having the ears because you see why they said ear holes like that of snakes because snakes are primarily mostly deaf they can hear very few vibrations but they're mostly deaf so if you haven't heard about the glories of the lord then what good are your ears so in this way they were so eager to hear the um, narrations that shukdev goswami had done for parikshit maharaj that they now wanted for themselves that they were actually glorifying those narrations those pastimes of the lord and there are many other verses as well shrimad bhagavatam is full of verses where um, the pastimes of the lord are glorified and the devotees are eager to hear about them so hearing as we see is also now we know that we have five senses but hearing is considered one of the most crucial sense because you see as even when we are young then how do when even before children start going to school they learn languages how do they learn just by listening to the parents speak a particular language then the parents um, the children are able to pick up that language and they learn so quickly even before they learn how to read and write just by hearing they are able to speak right so that's why hearing is considered such a crucial um sense not just that even when we go to school or college or university it is by the process of hearing that we learn all the academic subjects in these or skills in these various um um places institutions of learning so and it is also said the sound was the first element of material creation and so which is which has led to this creation and then we are here in this material world and sound alone can deliver us from this material uh, world and which sound spiritual sound not material mundane sounds right so therefore hearing is very important even we follow different processes we can follow other processes of devotional service but hearing will improve the quality of our services that is why regular hearing is recommended so even um mother devhuti when he is trying she is trying to get um knowledge from she requests his her son lord kapila dev 
to speak spiritual knowledge to uh, to her then she also says that anyone who hears your pastimes and chants your holy names immediately become purifies even if he is from the family of dog eaters right which means shrimad bhagavatam does not discriminate spiritual knowledge is for everyone it does not discriminate what your caste or is or creed is or what your background is everybody can get the holy name right so this is how hearing is so important and hearing shrimad bhagavatam is the most important as shila propad mentions in the purport hearing from the text of shrimad bhagavatam is considered the most important process of hearing right so in in the krishna book shila propad mentions that there are numerous pastimes of the lord there are pastimes where he has killed many demons and there are pastimes where he has uh, you know in um, mathura he has also jarasandha attacked him so many times and he has defeated them and then his um, dwarka leela so of all these different pastimes he says for a devotee uh, they are all enlivening they a devotee feels um, enlivened by hearing all those pastimes but he says there are so called devotees called the prakatya sahajiyas who directly want to go to the the rasa leela pastimes of the lord he says this is inappropriate because for a devotee who's really interested and who has developed taste for the lord's pastimes he would listen to any pastime of the lord and feel enlivened by the pastimes of the lord and and what does hearing mean so propad uses a very specific phrase he says submissive oral reception hearing doesn't mean that we listen to something and then at a very superficial level we 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 can even ignore it or not accept it but he says hearing means you actually submissively hear and then you accept it in your heart as this is the absolute truth you believe in it and then you internalize it you have that in your mood yes this is what i have been told by senior vaishnavas by devotees right in bhagavad gita also krishna says tad vidhi pani pratena pari prashnena sevaya upadekshindite gyanam gyanina tatva darshana so hear from him submissively render service unto your spiritual master and he can unfold the truth to you because he has he knows it he has realized it so only who has realized this knowledge can actually impart that knowledge to you so in this way shila propa that's why he says submissive oral reception oral means a u r a l the word means through the ears so we are hearing through the ears and reception means we receive it not that we listen and then we reject it or we just ignore it we don't do anything about it that's not the mood he says you receive it means you accept it in your heart yes this is the actual knowledge and i want to follow it that is called submissive oral reception now um in 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 the krishna book shila propad has mentioned the pastime of rukmini devi rukmini devi was the daughter of king bhishmaka who was ruling the province of um, vidarbha in the northern side northern parts of um, bharat at that time so because king bhishmaka was a very pious king so lots of sages and saints including narad muni would would come to his kingdom and he would very respectfully receive them hear from them and he would get their blessings so rukmini devi even when when she was just a young girl she used to get the opportunity to serve them and to hear from them and what would they speak they would speak about different pastimes of the lord they would speak about lord krishna's killing of the demons his uh, mathura leela and his dwarka leela so just by hearing 
from the sages about the glories of the supreme lord rukmini devi became so attracted that she wanted to surrender to the supreme lord she said that i want to surrender to the supreme lord i want to become a maid servant for for him for the rest of my life right and then but his brother rukmi he she had five brothers rukmi was the oldest now although everybody including king bhishmaka his wife and all other family members agreed that rukmini devi it would be nice if lord krishna would accept her as his wife that was also her desire and that was also uh, the desire of all the family members but rukmi was um, inimical towards lord krishna and rukmi had a friend shishupal so he wanted his sister rukmini to marry shishupal that's why um, then the marriage had to be arranged because king bhishmaka was you know this rukmi was his oldest son eldest son so he um, had to agree but rukmi rukmini devi then what does he do we all know the rukmini patra she sends a letter through a brahmana to lord krishna and in that letter she admits that she is completely surrendered to lord krishna and that she wants to serve him and then lord krishna we know that how um, kind is he is and how he reciprocates and all these years she had grown up um, appreciating and loving krishna so with the deep love and respect it was reflected in that mood in that letter that she sent then lord krishna immediately agreed to come and take her so there is it's mentioned that lord krishna even though it is thousands of miles away when lord krishna got that message from the brahmana overnight he traveled on his um, divine chariot and then he reached um um vidarbha where um, she was in the durga temple as is mentioned that um, um she had gone to take darshan blessings of the um, durga devi so there she, lord krishna comes and takes her now it is mentioned that she is very tactful being the daughter of a kshatriya she didn't want any bloodshed and a lot of other princes had come there for her um, swamvar ceremony but at the same time she didn't want that there should be bloodshed so she only advises lord krishna in that letter that i will be there in that temple at this time so you please come and take me so this was her level of surrender and her appreciation for the lord and it only developed through hearing she had never seen him she had not seen his form she had never seen all these past times but she had only heard them through the mouth of the pure devotees which is another point that shila prabhupada has mentioned um, multiple times in multiple statements in this section that we must hear from pure devotee of the lord so when we hear from pure devotee of the lord then that has an impact of um, purifying our heart and then that pastime really it it it, it attracts us the pastimes of the lord attracts us so this is how um hearing is hearing is so essential so shila prabhupad says hearing is one of the essential um the most essential parts of our devotional um service then he says then in in chaitanya charitamrita also the uh, it is mentioned shila prabhupad mentions that the seed of devotion the seed of bhakti can only be watered by hearing and chanting chanting regularly and hearing the holy names of the lord it will help us improve our uh, or so, sorry help us develop the seed of bhakti it will grow
And then Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he himself says that only by devotional service, beginning with hearing, one can approach Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is the only means to approach Him. Bhagavan Prapti Hetu Kari Upaya Shravanadi Bhakti Krishna Praptir Sahaya. This is in Adi Leela, he mentioned 7.141. That for the sake of getting the uh, bhakti towards Lord, what do we need to do? We need to engage in hearing. So the hearing process is very essential. And you know, if you see, even our Acharyas and Goswamis, they have demonstrated, right? They used to chant a fixed number of rounds every day. So they have set an example for us that we must hear and chant. And you know, we, one might think that we, we he, so as practicing devotees, we struggle with attentive hearing. So we chant, but it doesn't reach our ears, right? So if you see, there is only so much difference between our mouth and our ears. How far apart are they? But looks like the whole world fits in between and whatever comes out of our mouth doesn't reach our ears, right? So that is, but as practicing devotees, it is said that the more we hear Srimad Bhagavatam, the quality of chanting will improve. So hearing and chanting, they are the most crucial parts. And then Lord Krishna also says in Bhagavad Gita, what does he say? How are they uh, hearing? Mad chitta, mad gata prana, bodhinsta parasparam, kathayantast mam nityam, tushyanticha, ramanticha. So the thoughts of my devotees always dwell in me. Right? And how can they do that? Because they always, they uh, derive great pleasure in always enlightening one another and conversing about me. So what do two devotees do when they meet? They talk about the pastimes of the Lord. What have they read? They share with each other what they've read. And even in Bhagavatam, you see, what did uh, Mahatma Vidur and Uddhava do when they met? They were reminiscing the pastimes of the Lord. They were missing Him and they were talking about how, you know, the Lord performed different pastimes and how, how He was doing when He was there with them. And then different devotees and Maitre Muni and... Um, and Mahatma Vidur. So they, when they meet, when these great devotees meet, all they do is they talk about their, uh, about their Supreme Lord, right? So for them, it is Krishna consciousness or talking about the Lord comes very naturally. So they have to, you know, make a conscious effort to divert their mind from there and attend to their bodily needs or other needs. But for us, we are so much in our body consciousness in, in atten attending to our personal needs and our extended family needs that we have to make a conscious effort to become Krishna co focused. So, but the more we hear, like Srimad Bhagavatam, it says, Nasht Prayashu Bhadreshu, all that is troublesome to the heart, all that is impure will slowly and slowly go away only when we hear Srimad Bhagavatam on a regular basis. Right? And Srila Prabhupada has. Uh, made this very nice program in, in our temples that every day morning we hear Srimad Bhagavatam. The first thing is we worship the we worship the Lord, we take darshan of the sweet Lord and then we hear Srimad Bhagavatam. So in this way, this process, if we sincerely follow this process, then we can easily uh, attain our goals. It's not hard. Srila Prabhupada said it's not hard. It's simple for the simple, but it is complicated for the complicated minded. Okay, I think I'll stop here and I'll ask if anybody has any questions, comments or corrections. 
Yes, Rebuji. All right, Krishnamurti, thank you for a wonderful class. Um, in the purport, is, Prabhupada says that um, we can perfect our Krishna consciousness just through one of these processes, mm -hmm. but then through one of these processes, all the other eight processes are also included. Mm -hmm. um, I just want to understand, uh, for example, like you know, if we just practice Shravanam, how does you know the process of like Archanam is included in that? How does that work? Probably a different process. So Shravanam, he says, is the beginning process. So he's saying that how is Prabhupada, you know how Prabhupada mentions here that in one process, many processes may be included or they, he's, uh, when a devotee executes any one of the nine processes, that is sufficient, the other eight processes are included. Now let us discuss these in different, these nine different processes. Okay. So you see how um, when you say, for example, when you're doing deity worship, right? Then at that at that time you are looking at the form of the Lord, right? So the remembrance automatically comes, right? So similarly, when you are um, hearing, then at that time eventually what will it do? It will inspire you to chant, right? So when when you when you've heard some nice pastime of the Lord, how can you not share it with another person, right? It's the eagerness and the enthusiasm that comes in you, and you engage in all other devotional processes, right? When so it is very contagious. What Prabhupada is trying to say here is these processes are very contagious. If you engage in one process sincerely, then automatically you will be involved in other processes. That's my understanding, and also like practically like I address the deities so I can from my experience I can tell you that you can you can chant some uh, mantras while you are there you can chant the holy name of the Lord you can sing some bhajan and you're meditating on the beautiful form of the Lord right so there are different things happening at the same time so similarly when you are say cooking for the Lord right at that time you can also um, hear right you can hear with your ears while you're cooking at the same time you